0: What's going on everybody, it's Derek with Gaming and Chill Podcast and you're listening to episode 132, the Monster Hunter World Iceborne Podcast. To say that this game is colossal, titanic, even monstrous would be almost hitting the mark. Before we get into the review, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Humble Bundle.
1: Thanks guys. Our partner for this week's podcast is Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online digital store that sells some of the most popular games from the most popular game developers. But that's not all. They also offer bundle deals that change weekly and monthly that allow you to pay a designated amount for a collection of games or eBooks that can often save you hundreds of dollars. Humble Bundle then donates portions of its proceeds to a featured charity. In addition to this awesome business model, they have also partnered with us so we get a small portion of any purchase or donation through their website. All you need to do is go to our website, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the Humble Bundle partner logo and shop for any games of your heart's desire. Thanks, Humble Bundle. Back to you guys. Monster
0: Hunter World Iceborne released on September 6th, 2019. Hello, future people, if you are listening to this. And to say, like I said, to to say it's monstrous would be ultimately ironic, very punny, but... Absolutely, 100% accurate. This game has so much extra stuff added onto the base game. That's because they expect you to have finished the base game before you even touch Iceborne. Yeah, so it's not just like And we add an expansion. Now you can start it and go do all that stuff before you actually finish the main game. No. So if you've ever played Monster Hunter before, you know that very much so it was ranked into low tier or high rank, low rank, high rank. And later on they added G rank. This one is low rank, high rank, master rank. All of Iceborne is master rank. So, it's harder than high rank, which was already difficult, admittedly. So, we're already facing down monstrous monsters. We've added some awesome new monsters to the roster. We've now got a snowfish. We've got a giant ram dragon T-Rex thing. We got a saber tooth, we got a saber toothed tiger dragon, a bat eagle dragon, and we've got a boxing dragon, basically with explosive punches. We've got a snow saber tooth dragon. It, it's just so much variety. Not to mention we've got a we've got a T Rex with a sword for a tail that will try to use it and, you know, take stabs at us and cleaves at us. It is amazing the amount of monsters added in already. I think, and I don't think I would be exaggerating when I say this, I think by the time all is said and done, when Monster Hunter World and all of its expansions or DLCs and things like that, when it's done... Conceivably, we could have every monster in the game. It may seem like, oh, that's not going to happen. But the way they introduce new monsters into old territory now, it, it actually makes sense. And I don't think it's spoily to say, a new monster in, on a different area has come to the old area, Astera, and is now waking up monsters and wrecking havoc on the environment. So, it's not just like, new monsters showed up. Where'd they come from? Spores. Because a lot of games, they do that. They're like, hey, we have a new area. Cool. All the new monsters in the old area. How are we going to explain this in the story? Eh, we're not. Dope. This one, it absolutely explains it in a way that makes sense. There's an ecological rhythm to it. It's not just like, meh, it happened. We're going to move on with it. It's more like, hey, it happened. Here's why. And now we're going to go deal with it. It's amazing. Honestly, it it really, really is amazing. And it does not feel like, eh, we just slapped some new skin on a monster. Oh, we just slapped a new monster into the game. All of the monsters feel good. Facing off against, you know, Glavinus, the sword-tailed dragon, makes... It's an epic fight as it's swinging around its tail and shooting little chunks of rusty slag at you. It just feels good. As you're you're dodging it and you're, you're swinging your sword or shooting an arrow, it feels good. And every time you take down that new monster, you go, ah, this feels great. It doesn't just feel like, eh, beat a tough boss, moving on. But it's not just Iceborne that's done it. Monster Hunter World has accomplished that. Every monster you take down in Monster Hunter World is amazing feeling. From the first giant monster, the Great Jagras, to arguably the last storyline main dragon, Xenajiva. It's a tense match. Granted, as you go along and you get more powerful weapons, you know, beating the great jaguars just becomes like, eh. I'm going to the I'm going to the store and picking up milk and eggs. Oh yeah, and I'm killing a great damn great, killing a giant iguana. But it feels good. There's a, there's a feeling of accomplishment when you take down a, a giant as your rathalos. When you're taking a giant flame-breathing dragon and you capture it and there it is, a snooze and a trap that you laid for it, you go, I did that. It wasn't like some sort of in-game cutscene quick-time event where you got a plus X-square triangle circle, L1, R1, R2, none of that. It's all by the work of your hands. There was no giant, no giant flashing light that says "ready to capture, ready to capture, ready to capture." Nothing like that. There's a small little icon on the on the map on occasion that has a little skull that says that just tells you, "Hey, it's ready to capture." But other than that, it's when the monster limps away to go find a place to rest. That's when you know I'm gonna go capture it. I'm gonna go place a trap, and I'm gonna bring it back to the camp it feels good every one of the new monsters i have captured without like killing them first i have actually not killed any of the new monsters because capturing them is not killing them so it's just a really good visceral feeling when you're taking on a monster and avoiding di- avoiding strikes, avoiding fire blasts, it feels good. Some would jokingly say it's the Dark Souls of action games. I don't know that I 100% agree with that, but I also don't know that I 100% disagree with that. Because it is really difficult. It is brutal. There are some monsters... That one, two strikes will kill you if you are not prepared. Oh yeah, on each of the missions, you can only cart, get killed, lose all your HP three times. And then it says, yep, nope, we're done. Going back to camp. We're not keeping doing this. So you've only got three shots. And then you restart. So there's none of this. Just keep throwing yourself at it, and it happens finally, unless you're in an expedition, which is very different. But it just feels really, really good. So visually, it looks amazing. The monsters have their own patterns. They've got their own animations. They've got everything that you would expect. It looks really really good. The fur looks great. Water and ice and snow looks really, really good. The monsters attacks look fresh, look really good. They did not skimp on this game going nah, the first game was popular, this one will be popular too. I think if anything, they tried harder. Because they knew the game is made or dies at the hand of their fans and they make it honestly they make it there's nothing about this game that I've so far went I don't know I've been playing this game almost non-stop since it came out it feels good to play it looks good to play and it Sounds good to play. When you've got a giant monster roaring at you, it's not just this wimpy, meh. It feels good to hear that bassy roar, that shrill roar that you you hear and you're going, "Uh uh-oh. When the soundtrack kicks in for a certain monster, you go, I need to find a place to not be here right now. It looks, it feels, and it sounds really good. And admittedly, I am a huge fan of Monster Hunter World, so some would say, well, are you being biased? And the answer is probably. No review is ever unbiased. That being said, I think that if there was something wrong with it, the fans would be the one to pick it apart and go, yo, This isn't good. But I got nothing. There's been nothing where I'm like, dumb, stupid, hokey, terrible, don't like this. Nothing. It's taken me a while to get used to the new mechanic, the clutch claw, which allows you to grapple onto the enemy and shoot some slinger ammo or attack it with your weapon. It's taken me a while to get used to that, but it feels good. And there's consequences if you do it at the wrong time. You take a lot of damage, and you land right next to the enemy. So, you know, if it's a giant melee monster, well, you are now in melee range if you weren't before. So there's a plus and a minus, a yin and yang, a negative and a positive to each action you take. Do you dodge that attack, or do you go, I think I'm fine, I'm going to stand here and take another shot. Or... Do I run away and heal, or do I just stick it out for one more dodge? Every action has consequences. And I think that the game even shows you that in its storyline of a new monster comes and migrates into the area, and there's consequences. It kicks off the entire story. There are consequences to every action. In and out of the story. If you break a monster's claws, its attacks don't do as much damage. If you sever its tail when it's able to spew water out of its tail, it can't spew water out of its tail anymore. So, how you hunt the monster also depends on your weapon that you choose to use. A lot of people pick up the game and go, This game is terrible. That my answer is: Did you did you try a different weapon? Did you play it like you would a normal action game, where you just charge headfirst into an enemy, and then you're dead? If so, and that's why you say it's horrible, well, I think you need to retry playing it in a different way. Maybe change your weapon. Maybe try a long range, a medium range, a hammer, a sword. Try. The different weapons. There is a weapon for everyone. And, at the end of the day, not every game is for every person. Now that's not me standing on my ivory tower going, Get good, scrub! No, it's me being honest. Not every game is for every person. Some people like the ultimate difficult challenge of fighting a giant monster, and... Some people like Battle Royale games. I'm not the person who likes Battle Royale games. That doesn't mean the game is bad. Fortnite is not a bad game. That's right, you heard it here first. I like to clown on it and, you know, dunk on it. But in and of itself, Fortnite's not a bad game. It's just a game not for me. Monster Hunter is maybe a game that's not for them. You can get Monster Hunter World on Game Pass. And if you've never played a Monster Hunter game, pick it up. If you've got Xbox Game Pass, you can pick it up for free and play it. It's really good. It feels really good. And, you know, there's always people playing it and you are able to help you hunt. And if you don't have anybody that you know personally, contact one of us, one of us at the podcast. I'm sure Doug or I would be extremely willing to help you. PS4, Xbox, and PC. There are platforms to play it on. So pick the platform that you have the most friends to play and go, hey, let's try playing this together. Because while you can solo hunt monsters, there's something awesome about getting together a group of people, even strangers, and tackle a giant monster together. It feels like being part of a team taking down a giant monster because it's exactly that. It feels good because you need to watch out for them as much as you need to watch out for yourself because even then on missions and multiplayer you still only get three attempts. So, abandoning the battle to go do something instead of fighting it will only leave them weaker. And if they cart, You fail. If you cart, they fail. So, taking care of yourself and your allies is extremely important. I really think this game is really difficult. Not for everyone, but it's really good. There is that certain level of it's so difficult, but when you accomplish it, it feels good. It's like reading a really difficult book, like we're in Peace, the Odyssey, that when you finally finish it and you put it down, you can go. Sigh. I finished that book. It was a really good book to read. It, it's it, it sounds, I mean, it potentially sounds pretentious, but it, it just feels good knowing I accomplished something really, really difficult. Not everyone is going to be able to do this. Beating a monster with no damage, low damage, a simple weapon, no armor. There are so many challenges you can give to yourself in this game that when you accomplish it, you go, you know what? I feel good that I done this. Even just taking out the monsters normally feels really good. Because they are so much bigger than you, so much stronger than you. You are fighting against the odds. And when you beat those odds, man, does it feel good? It feels really, really good. So, in summary, Monster Hunter World Iceborne is worth picking up. If you're a Monster Hunter World fan, great. If you're not, what I would suggest is don't worry about Iceborne right now. Go pick up Monster Hunter World, play it. Because you're going to pour a lot of time into that before you're even able to touch Iceborne. Iceborne is an expansion in the truest sense of you cannot even touch the storyline until you've beaten World's storyline. Which I find is actually refreshing because you come into it knowing what you're going to do. Already got a huge set of armor. There's not a lot of tutorials. They drop you in and go, we know you know what you're doing because you've probably put, you know, 30, 40, 50 hours into it. I personally put 230 hours into World before Iceborne even came out. And I'll probably put another 230 hours, if not more, because now there's so much more to hunt. So go pick up Monster Hunter World if you haven't. If you've never played Monster Hunter, pick up World, contact one of us at the uh, here at the podcast, Doug or, not, Doug or I, and let's play some Monster Hunter. Let's get a hunting party going. Let's have some fun hunting some giant monsters, and let's do it. And then once you finish the game, or if you decide not to, you can put it down and you didn't pay for Iceborne. It's perfectly acceptable. So, I think that it's, a, I think it's worth playing if you're a Monster Hunter fan already, or if you're looking to get into Monster Hunter, it's a good chance to get into a giant franchise like this. So, in summary, pick it up. It's worth playing. Every moment of it. I've probably played a vast majority this weekend. I've paused for only about three hours total, minus sleeping. So, I think it's worth playing. So until next week, I'm going to get back into playing Monster Hunter Uh, until next weekend. I hope that you have a wonderful week
1: uh, and uh, let's keep hunting. So until then, peace. Thanks, guys. And thank you to all of our listeners out there, because we really couldn't do it without you. We hope you enjoyed this week's Gaming and Chill podcast. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, follow us on social media, or learn how to support the podcast directly, check us out at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. Also, be sure to stay up to date with Gaming and Chill by following us on Twitter at at gaming underscore in underscore chill. Yes, that is gaming underscore in as in Nancy underscore chill. You can also find links to the articles, games, and videos mentioned in this podcast in the description below. Thanks again for watching, and until next time...